It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the coach and Jackie the skater. The fun will never end. It's derby time. guys. Uh, thank you to everybody who has donated at the link on Facebook for AC Paw. Um, I'll be continuing to collect donations through the rest of May for my local animal shelter in memory of my cat Angel, as well as uh, those of you who have purchased a roller derby cathlete shirt. Thank you so much. That is so awesome. And due to the popular demand, um, we have released it in two different color fonts so that if you want to have dark colored fabrics or light colored fabrics, there will be an option for you that will work really well. And you can find those at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot T-H-R-E-A-D-L-E-S-S dot com. And you can see both Roller Derby Cathlete designs. Again, all the profits will go to AC Paw. You guys are so awesome. Thank you. I love all you cat-loving people. We're going to continue with a theme we've been on uh, throughout this year, actually. And it's all about getting out of your head. Everyone asks all the time, how do I get out of my head and just be here and just play my best? Well, the truth of it is, there's actually no perfect answer to this and there's no one answer to this. And something might work better for one person that doesn't work as well for another person. And sometimes different methods work better on different days, depending on who you are, your personality type, and what truly drives you. So some things we've talked about already this year have been punching sharks, which is a, a method of coping with negative thoughts just kind of circling you and you're feeling that pressure before a game and how to fight against that. We've also talked about perfectionism and imposter syndrome. Both of those make you really, really stuck in your head. It makes it very difficult to learn. It makes it very difficult to perform because you're so stuck on yourself and what other people are thinking of you. It makes it hard to get past that and to do something amazing, to do all the things that you're training yourself to do. And then we've also, based on our conversation with Miracle Whips, and um, I kind of went into that, well, that, yeah, I went into that a lot in the episode last week. There's having something to fight for finding your purpose, having something you love that you need to go out there and protect. 
It's a valid way to get out of your head. If you put something on the line and maybe it is your pet, you know, something might happen to your pet if you don't get out there and and do something awesome. But I think it works really well with people. So I based a lot of last week's episode on love, like love for your team. But maybe not all of us love our team. It makes me sad, but it's probably true. Maybe you're still getting to know your team, or maybe you're on the outs with your team right now, or just maybe you're looking out at that group of people and it actually frustrates you more than giving you that warm, glowing feeling in your chest. This stuff happens. We're all human. We have periods of good and periods of frustration in our lives. And so I want to reach that group of people today. Last week, we talked about love. This week, let's talk about other ways to get at performing, being your best self. And specifically, we're going to talk about getting in the zone. What is getting in the zone? It's this kind of magical, beautiful thing where everything seems to be working out. Um, Basically, it's described as like these magical moments where everything kind of comes together in perfect harmony And your performance is finally going smoothly, effortlessly, and almost unconsciously. Have you had this moment in a game where it just seemed like everything was finally working out? Like all the hours you put in, like things were just coming out of you. And it was amazing. And you were finally being the player you knew you could be. And we all wish we could tap into that anytime but it's actually really hard. But that feeling of being in the zone, like you kind of want to pinch yourself because it feels like you're in a dream. Like maybe you want to laugh because it just feels so unreal. Like, wow, I can't believe this is all happening now finally. But you're, you're on autopilot. You're tuned in, you're in total control. You're in the groove. You are locked. Um, I I read about this a lot in Mind Gym. If you haven't read Mind Gym yet and you are an athlete, you should be checking it out. I read a lot of books and this was the first one and it's still one of my favorites. Um, There's a word for it that the Japanese use and it's called mushin and it means no mind. And so it means like you're really just not thinking about stuff anymore. You are in the zone. And I love pop culture references, so let's play with some pop culture references. Okay. If you're a fan of Harry Potter, you know that in one of the books, Harry got to have a little vial of liquid luck. He won it in a little competition in his class. And the funny thing about liquid luck is... It makes you a little bit more lucky, but you have to also choose things. Like it doesn't just make everything work out. You just have a little bit more in your mind of like, if you've taken it like, oh, um, I should wait a little bit longer before I do this. I should have a little bit more patience here or the thing I needed, I thought I needed to do immediately. Maybe I need to do this other thing first. And I just kind of compare that to being out there in the track and derby. It's just taking a little bit more time because everything kind of slows down when you're in the zone. Like if you are under the influence of this potion, you kind of just see how everything's going to unfold. You're looking around you and you're like, oh, I get it. I see how this blocker is going to move here. I see 
What's going to transpire if I do this? So you just kind of see your path and you go. But in the, in the world of Harry Potter, it is not legal to use the substance for sporting events. But he was able to trick his really good friend, Ron Weasley, into thinking he had taken some. And you know what? Ron was in the zone for that game because he thought he was lucky. He didn't have to be lucky. He just had to believe and have the confidence that all of his training was going to work out and get out of his own head. And that's the same for you. You don't need a magic potion. You just need to believe. You just need to be there in the moment and let all the training take over. Another way to look at it, if you've seen the movie Donnie Darko, uh, in this movie, there's a lot of um, elements of kind of playing with time travel a little bit. And again, the world just seems to slow down sometimes. And when this happens, this like ball of light comes out of Donnie Darko's chest and he sees this path that he's supposed to follow. Again, I think being in the zone is a little bit like that. Things slow down, you kind of see what you have to do, and you go and do it. And it's easy now. Instead of being hard, it's suddenly easy because it has taken hours and years of training to get here. But now suddenly everything is coming together in the way that you always wanted it to be. Uh, it's just this, um, I, I, there's actually a quote here I've got from Yuri Vazlov. This is in mind, Jim. Uh, he's a world champion, Russian weightlifter, and he's a little bit of a poet. And what he wrote about being in the zone is that everything becomes clearer and whiter than before, as if great spotlights have been turned on. And at that moment, you have the conviction that you contain all the power in the world, that you are capable of everything, that you have wings. There is no more precious moment in life than this, the white moment, and you will work very hard for years just to taste it again. So we're getting really poetic. We're living in the moment in a special place and time, being in the zone. And we've talked a lot about what that state feels like. But how do we get there? What are the things we can do to get there? I have a lot of ideas about this. But first, we're going to take a really quick sponsor break to help support the podcast. Okay, we're back. <laughs> How do we get in the zone, you guys? I've been struggling for years just to try and figure this out because I've done a lot of dabbling and I'm going to talk about things other people's, have, other people's, because that's the thing you say, other people's have learned, but also things I have learned. There was a season in my roller derby career where I felt like I was getting in the zone almost every game, like things were happening where it was like, oh my gosh, all this self-analyzation is gone. I'm finally here. Here I am. Here's the player I can be. And I was finding my way there. But the funny thing was, I was trying to access it, but I couldn't just flip a switch and be there. I couldn't just make it happen. So I had to do a lot of kind of tinkering to figure out how do I get to this place? How do I practice being in this place? It, it's it's really hard. Um, but there are plenty of things I've figured out. Like, you know, I talked about fighting, you know, fighting for something, coming from a place of love. This is one technique that can help me get there. That is one technique that helps me 
get out of my head, leave everything behind and just go be there and play. The shark punching. That's another technique we've talked about. Again, lets me go be there. But there are other ways too. Um, I remember there, the first time I really felt this sensation, this experience where it really felt like I was in the zone. I remember I was in this game. It was the first game of the season and it was an away game. And I didn't start out hot or anything. In fact, I was mildly annoyed. Um, and I'm watching the game and I'm watching my teammates who I legit care about. But in this moment, what was happening out there was just starting to boil inside me and make me kind of angry because it, it looked like we had never played roller derby before. (laughs) It was getting really bad. We were just letting the other team walk all over us and there was no reason for this. This didn't need to happen. Like what was going on out there? And it was making me angry. And this time, it was about like halfway through the first half, I kind of found it from a place of anger, which is a weird thing. Now, before let's talk about different levels of energy quickly before I continue with this particular story. So Bonnie Destroyer taught me this and it's that we need different levels of energy when we're playing roller derby and the same level for one person might not be the same level, for, like the right level for another person. And it also changes depending on your different um, positions that you're playing in the game. So if you're a blocker and on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, you go out there and you're like a nine, 10, like rah, 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 rah. Chances are you might look like Jackie Bauer on pre-workout, like crack powder. And you're just like, you're like just chomping at the bit to try and kill everyone. And then you're going to get a lot of penalties and maybe you fall out of the game. That might be a little bit too high. When you're a blocker, your ideal energy level might be something more like a six. Like it might be like, okay, we've got this intensity, but we're calm. We're together. We're talking to each other. We're communicating We're keeping everything on lockdown. We're seeing the whole picture. Now I can send a person for offense and now I'm coming back. And it's all from a place of having a clear head because you don't want to be all the way up there where the penalties happen and everything goes crazy. You kind of want to be maybe down here where everything's cool, but you got to be flexible. Sometimes you're going to have to turn it up. Like maybe you have to run all the way from the back of the pack to the front of the pack to make that last hit out and mm, contain that jammer. And maybe you had to turn it up. But then as soon as you catch that jammer, where do you want to take it? You want to take it back down to a six. And you want to be like, here, little jammer, you want to hang out with me down here at a level six. You don't want to be freaking out and being all crazy jammer right now. Let's hang out together. Be my friend. Let's play. Energy levels. So when you're a jammer, Maybe you need something higher. I don't think you want a 10, not all the time, but eight, nine, eight sounds pretty good. You can be really clear headed there, but you're dipping your toe into nine because sometimes you're going to have to like do something intense. So when I start out a game and I'm not quite in the zone, I think my energy level is in the wrong place. So when you're trying to access that place of being in the zone, Think about 
all the times you have been excellent in a game, when you have been in it, you've been with it, you've been playing your best, where would you say your energy level was at? And kind of figure it out like as you're going in the game, like, hey, am I like, well, actually figure it out when you're on the bench. Like, am I really there yet? Am I really in the place I need to be? Do I need to up my intensity a little bit more to get into my ideal playing zone where I'm playing with the intensity I need to be, but I'm not freaking the fox out and going all over town um, being a nut. (laughs) So let's go back to the story of that game. So I'm piling on anger. I'm getting angry. And I realize... I have not been taking it to this team as physically as I could be, and I'm really ticked off now, and I am going to give it to them. But it wasn't a red-hot anger. I think when you're in the zone, it isn't red-hot. It's more like like blue, like, like Ice King, you know, Night King, Game of Thrones blue, where you are intense, but you are not losing your S-word, you know? <laughs> You are keeping your stuff together. Uh, so you are fighting with with power and force, but at the same time, you are, I don't know, walk, walking this beautiful line of being like you are using the emotion to fuel you. I'm, I was using the anger to fuel me, but I was not letting the anger have its head and have its way with me and letting me get out of control instead i like using it without letting it use you like finding a powerful emotion you can use but not letting it completely take over that's what helped out in this game and then before you know it you're in the groove you're in the zone and things start kind of clicking like you start hearing the music that the dj is playing more and you're like yeah that's my soundtrack they're playing it for me right now that song is my song right now and it is, you know, it's right there. Like Kanye West is playing and I'm like, oh yeah, that's for me. I am that good right now. We're just going to keep going, like just keep tapping into that. And as you are getting into the zone, other players notice. Other players react to that. Your teammates start feeding off your energy and they're like, oh my God, put put her back in. Put this player back in. This player's in the zone right now. Go back in, go back in. Like I, like they get the power jam, they get the whatever, like you start giving this player the opportunities because they're on fire and they're just killing it out there, just killing it every time. And it makes your teammates want to up their game because they see you doing it and you can influence your team in this way. Now here's the other flip side of it. The part that is truly delicious. The other team feels it too. The other team feels it when you are in the zone and they don't like it. It's scary. They don't want this. They don't want the full intensity of what you can do. It's making them a little bit more unsure. It's making them get in their heads. It's making them think about what they have to do next. And when you're thinking, you're not feeling, you're not doing, and it makes it really hard to play, right? So you being in the zone throws other people off on the other team, makes them a little bit more like second guessing everything. This is why we want to be in the zone. We want this. Okay, so we can get there through love. We can get there through anger. There are a lot of ways we can get there. But the most important thing is, what does it take for you to leave your brain behind? To get, 
Like you don't want to be crazy person. You need to be a little bit relaxed. Your mind is quiet. There's no indecision anymore. There's no doubts. You can anticipate what's going to happen. You're just totally absorbed in what you're doing. You know, when I'm in the zone and I go out there, there's never a doubt in my mind that I'm getting out. Like, I'm not worried about getting lead. I'm just like, nobody out there can contain me. I am getting through as quickly as possible. It's actually up to my teammates whether or not I'm going to be the first one out. If they can hold the other jammer long enough, then yeah, I'm going to get lead. I don't always get to choose if I'm lead or not. And I think as jammers, sometimes we get a little bit caught up on that thinking, oh, if I'm not getting lead, I'm failing. But it's it's a team sport. It's not completely up to you. I think you just do your best in that moment. You go out there and you do the best jamming you can do and you just kill it and you try to crush it and you try to go as fast as possible, but you also have to be really smart. Being smart sometimes means being patient. So it's a whole thing. And whether or not you get the lead and the finger of power pointing at you is going to be up to everybody. But for me, when I'm succeeding in a game, it's not really about my lead percentage. It's about, did anyone really hold me for what I consider to be a significant period of time? Or was I being smart the whole time I was out there? Like, were there periods of time where I started thinking too much and I was just hanging out there and just pushing in the middle and looking around and being kind of a dumb butt? Uh, Or was I in it every second? Was I always doing something that was going to help me succeed toward my goal. It doesn't mean every step is forward, but was I setting things up in an intelligent way? Was I giving all of my energy and effort in an intelligent way? Or was I just bashing myself up against people and uh, it was getting further and further away from me? Because the harder you try to get in the zone, the further away you can get from it sometimes. If you're just trying and trying and trying, you're not doing And the zone is kind of this reward for all your hard work and preparation, all of the training you have done physically, but even more importantly, the training you have done mentally as well. Like your training is putting brains in your muscles. You need to just go with the flow. That's another name for it. Just flow state instead of just being in the zone. It's it's about being in the flow. So I got some more quotes because I read a lot. I read... Serena Williams autobiography. And one of my favorite quotes from her book is, as long as I'm on, no one can beat me. And I I really think that that's, that's a part of it. Like if you know you're on, you know, you're in the zone, no one's going to beat you. Like you don't worry about stats anymore. Who, who gives a care about stats right now? It's about, no one's beating me. Like I am going to, I'm going to get out on this pass. No problem. I'm not worried about it. Um, They're more scared of me than I am of them. Sweet. I'm going to take that and use it. These are all the things that apply when you're getting in the zone. Uh, There's a book called Relentless by Tim Grover. He's this guy who has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the sport of basketball, like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and a quote from this book, which is a book about basically like getting crazy, like you're a predator with a dark side, use it, like things like that are in this book. So if you want to unleash your dark side, this is a good book. But this quote about the zone is truth. When you're finally able to let go and be who you really are, 
That's what puts you in the zone. Only then can you control your fear and inhibition. So who are you really? Who are you when you're in the zone? Do you have a little bit of a dark side? Are you a predator? Like, (laughs) that's okay. Like, uh, you know, some of us are out there like being a hero with a flaming sword, but others we're just out there like <laughs> making it really tough for other people, right? Uh, like you got to find out like who are you when you're at your best? Like when you're in the zone, you switched from training mode to trusting mode. You're not training anymore, you're trusting in your training. You have trust in yourself. You believe in yourself. You're not fighting yourself. You're not afraid of anything. You're living in the moment. So you have this relaxed, quiet mind. Overthinking leads to overtrying. If you think about it, you can't do it. So you are just going to be. Just be. Just play. All right. We're going to take one more quick sponsor break, and then we're going to talk about practicing playing without thinking. How does that work after this? What are you doing this summer? Well, I'm gonna go to a roller derby clinic at the end of June to get some learning from Miss Team Maven. Kingsford Crush Roller Derby is hosting a Miss Team Maven boot camp on June 29th and 30th at Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Miss Team Maven is a star jammer for Gotham Girls Roller Derby All-Stars. Uh, I guess they're okay. And coaches boot camps and clinics nationally and internationally. She has also skated for New York All-Stars at those state versus state tournaments and at RollerCon in the big East versus West game where the skaters are voted on by the roller derby community. She'd be on Team East. I guess she's pretty cool. I have taken a couple classes with her at RollerCon and I can guarantee you're actually going to have a lot of fun and learn a bunch. But don't take my word for it. You can also check out testimonials of other people at MissTeamAven.com. This training camp is $80 for skaters, which includes a scrimmage shirt, and $40 for off-skates attendance. This camp will go over jamming and blocking skills, strategy and concepts, and end with a fun scrimmage. On-skates is limited to 60 skaters, and spots will go fast, so reserve your ticket now. I've included all the links in the show notes so you can just click and go. And how's this for a bonus? Kingsford Crush is also hosting a free ref and NSO clinic at the same time. They plan to discuss the newest rule changes and updates, casebook scenarios, and other relevant topics. What are you waiting for? I've got all the sign-up links for everything in the show notes. So that's June 29th and 30th at the Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan, hosted by Kingsford Crush Roller Derby. And you could learn something from Miss T. Maven. See you there. All right, we are back. Got a few more books for you. Some book learning today, guys. We are we are training our minds, and sometimes that means we have to read books. This quote is from Sacred Hoops by Phil Jackson, another book I've really enjoyed. And it's about the sport of basketball. Wait, that's not roller derby. It doesn't matter. It's hard and it's a sport. Let's talk about it. So this quote is: basketball is a complex dance that requires shifting from one objective to another at lightning speed. Hey guys, does that sound familiar? Before we continue the quote, 
Do you know of a sport where you are switching things at lightning speed all the time, maybe offense to defense? Hmm? (laughs) So continuing the quote, to excel, you need to act with a clear mind and be totally focused on what everyone on the floor is doing. The secret is not thinking. That doesn't mean being stupid. It legit says that. That doesn't mean being stupid. Thank you, Phil Jackson. I don't want to be stupid. Okay, continuing. Phil Jackson says, it means quieting the endless jabbering of thoughts so that your body can do instinctively what it's been trained to do without the mind getting in the way. All of us have flashes of oneness when we're completely immersed in the moment, inseparable from what we're doing. It's just another beautiful description of being in the zone. I bet you guys are really disappointed at this point because you probably thought I was going to talk about zone play and zone defense, but that's not what we're here for. We're being in the zone, in the zone. Okay. So how do we not think? I talked about some methods, but here's a little bit more. Um, There's this excellent book. I know it's another book uh, called The Inner Game of Tennis. Why would we read about tennis? Well, it's really about learning. This book is about learning and how to get your brain and your muscles to work together without having to think about flipping doing it. So getting it together in this book means slowing the mind, quieting the mind, less thinking, calculating, judging, worrying, fearing, hoping, trying. We know when we try, we don't actually do it regretting, controlling, jittering, or distracting, all of that. Do you suffer from these things? I'm sure all of you have suffered from multiples of these things at some point in your derby career, in practice, in games. It comes up all the time. So part of it in regards to tennis is giving no time to plan and moving quicker than you think you can. So if you're thinking about aiming and doing things like it's not going to work. So for this one, it's about just go, just go, just go, just go. So if you practice drills where you don't have time to think about it and you just need to do the thing right now, just do the physical action, that's leaving your brain behind. That's just training your brain to do stuff. You're going to do stuff. Um, There's a game, uh, a backyard game we play in the Midwest. It might be all over the world. I'm not sure. I know it has made its way onto ESPN, which is puzzling because this game is on ESPN more than roller derby, but it's a game called Cornhole. It's a terrible name for a game, but it's a game where uh, there's a board on each side of the lawn. You've got two people on a team and this board has holes in it and kind of like horseshoes where you you try to throw a horseshoe and hit the the stick. I don't know what that is. Um, With Cornhole, You are throwing a beanbag and you're trying to get it in the hole. There's a hole. You want the bag in the hole. Put the bag in the hole. So easy, right? And you get points for if it just lands on the board and stays there. And you get more points if it goes in the hole. You get zero points if it doesn't do anything. (laughs) So if, if you're just playing around for target practice and you're throwing, 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 you'll notice you are automatically correcting to what you are learning, like without thinking about it. You're like, like your body is automatically, like you don't have to think, oh, a little more to the right. It's just doing it because you're letting it happen. If you can just do this without thinking about it, you auto-correct. 
However, if you just jump straight into a game and this throw went way to the left, you totally missed the board. You're throwing, you're thinking the next row, okay, I need to go more to the right. Well, guess what? Now it's going to go all the way to the right, completely missing the board again because you're thinking about it. Like if you get to go fast and just do, you can autocorrect. If you're like, oh, it didn't work that time. I need to think about it. It's not going to work. I see this all the time in like regular drills. Like if you're practicing, let's, let's say you're practicing your stops. Let's say it's hockey stops. I find that if you just keep going and doing them again and again and again and again and again and again, you will autocorrect. I think it's better sometimes to watch someone do it and then do it yourself than to have someone break it down tiny bit by tiny bit and explain all the little minutia of where your foot goes and where the weight goes and where the hip goes. I think those things are good for if you're already like 90% of the way there and this can make it go 100% of the way there with this little tip. But I think if you're just trying to learn it, I think sometimes you just need to do. And if you spend, like if we're supposed to be doing stops for a minute and you have a whole minute where you could be working on these stops and getting them better and better and better and better and you spend the whole time talking about it, then you're overthinking it. You're thinking instead of doing. And so you're not getting better. So this is how to get out of your head when you're learning. You become a better learner if you don't always think about every little step of the process. You're letting go of judgment if you're just doing. Because you kind of start auto-correcting. You, you figure it out immediately. Like I remember the first time I jumped on the highest level of my plyo box at home. And I was a little bit nervous about my ability to do it, but I knew it's still just a jump. It's the same thing I've been doing at the shorter levels, but it's a jump. All I have to do is jump. And the very first time I kind of just, the bottoms of my shoes touched it a little bit. I didn't get all the way up. I kind of I had to jump back off again because I didn't get squarely on it. But immediately it was this giant like crow of excitement and happiness. And I immediately jumped up and landed squarely on it. Why? Because I knew I could do it. And I knew the little correction I needed to make and I didn't have to think about it. I just had to do it. Thinking about it, I can never jump up there when I'm thinking about it. When I'm looking at it, it looks really high. It doesn't look like I can do it. When I'm thinking about it, I can't. But if I just do it, just do the thing I know I can do, it happens. Like some days I'm not feeling jumping on that wooden box. I think about the time it hit me in the shins and I was bleeding everywhere because that comes to mind and it's like, oh, that sucks. But if I go like to our guest room and there's a bed in there and that the mattress is really high and I measure it and it's as high as the plyo box, if not higher. And I jump on that thing and I'm like, I can absolutely jump that high. It's just sometimes the stress of the other thing when you're overthinking it, you know, you think about it less when it's like, oh, soft, cushy bed. Nice. <laughs> it's fine. Everything is fine. So um, this book, The Inner Game of Tennis, it talks a lot about self one and self two. Self one is the part of your brain that's thinking about how to do things. Self two is the part of you that just does them. Self two actually... All their action, self two's actions are based on stored information of past actions you have done, like things you already know how to do, 
that it can perform and observed actions of others. This is why watching WFTDA.TV, watching your own games, watching skill videos by Miracle Whips and other people, watching these things, even if you haven't done them yet, watching them is helping self to learn. It's helping this other part of you learn so that when you go to do it, you already have a framework. You already have a blueprint for what you need to do and you can go and do. So we've talked a lot about books and things, but here are some, here's the thing I want you to, to leave you with. Remember, you are not your derby game. You are not your body. You need to trust your body to learn and to play like you would trust another person to do a job. And if you keep trusting yourself, trusting what you've already learned, trusting you can do these things, in a short time, your body is going to start to perform beyond your expectations. So when you're learning, when you're performing, when you're in a game, you need to let the flower grow. You need to give it room to grow. Don't suffocate it with attention and minutia. Think about what you can do to take a step back and just let your body be, let your body do. Be the player you can be. You know who that is. You've been that player. Be that player. Get in the zone. You can try to set up little triggers like I've talked about. Love, anger, punching sharks. You can set up these triggers to try to get there. But at the end of the day, it's going to be 100% up to you. You're either going to get there or you won't. But you can set yourself up to try to get there. Try. You can set yourself up to get there. We're not using the word try today. Screw that word. Try is for for Luke Skywalker when he's not feeling it. Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. Just go out there and do. Don't be like, I'm going to try. No, just go do it. Go do it. Be as awesome as you can be. Please, for all of us, do it. All right. Thank you to everybody who left ratings and reviews for this podcast. There were a lot of new ratings this week, and the new review was from JoeBot2112. Thank you so much. Uh, JoeBot also left their condolences for Angel. Thank you. That was that was really thoughtful and personal of you. I really appreciated that. And if you enjoy this podcast, if you're getting something from this podcast, please subscribe rate and review wherever you can. Apple podcast does seem to be the best place. It only takes a second. All you have to do is open up the app and give it a second to load. And you can scroll down to the bottom, punch those stars, punch, punch, punch. And then leave me a little something to let me know about you. Tell me what episode you like best. Tell me where you are in your derby journey. If you're a new skater, if you are a veteran skater, like I'm really interested in finding out more about this audience. You guys are a really great community and I want to get to know you better. Um, reviews don't have to be about me. Also tell me about you and what you're looking for, what subjects you're most interested in. And I will keep trying to give you the best roller derby podcast I can make. Um, follow us on all the social media stuff uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. There is a button on the podcast episode from last week where you can donate to AC Paw. You can follow us on Twitter at power fourth whistle or on Instagram where I'm slightly more active at power fourth whistle. And 
yeah, you can email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com if you're interested in becoming a sponsor or you just want to reach out. You can DM me on any of the social stuff. That's cool. I like hearing from you guys. You're pretty cool. And of course, you can support the podcast by shopping at our Threadless store, powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. And any sale of the Roller Derby Cathlete design profits will go to AC Paw. Thank you so much for being the awesome people that you are. We have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.